<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther. And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Monday, September 12th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Just as we've stopped hearing that constant refrain that empty store shelves are due to supply chain issues, a possible rail strike could bring it all back. Even though several unions have reached agreements with railroad companies, others are still holding out for better deals. A strike could cost the U.S. economy $2 billion a day. Biden administration officials are attending the talks, trying to help facilitate a deal before the Friday strike deadline. The UK is still observing the death of Queen Elizabeth. Here's what's going on today. King Charles III addresses Parliament for the first time as king. The ceremony held at Westminster Hall is an important ritual that underlines the relationship between government and the monarch. Next, Charles will tour the four nations of the United Kingdom, England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. And the Queen's coffin is making its way from Edinburgh to London. The public will be able to visit the Queen lying in state in Westminster Hall for four days. Filling up your tank is getting cheaper. Gas prices are continuing to drop across the U.S. The average cost is now $3.71 per gallon, the lowest it's been since hitting its peak in June. AAA says demand for gas has fallen recently, especially after Labor Day and the end of the summer driving season. So we could see prices dropping even more. U.S. News & World Report's annual college rankings is out today. Princeton is number one, MIT is number two, a bunch of other big-name schools are tied for three. But does this list even matter anymore? This summer, a Columbia University math professor upended the ranking system, revealing that his school fudged the numbers to score second place last year. It's opened up bigger questions about how expensive elite schools are self-reporting data that shape the entire higher ed landscape. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona recently called the list a joke. A new test is being hailed as a potential game changer for cancer screening. The Galeri test looks for cancer DNA in a person's blood well before the patient shows symptoms. In one study out of England, 6,000 adults were screened using the new test and it detected the disease in dozens of participants. Each cancer was in the early stages. The technology is still in development, but doctors hope routine early detection could help save lives. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk about how one man grappled with the stigma of monkeypox. 
Scientists say they've made the strongest link ever between air pollution and lung cancer, and their findings offer clues in how the cancer develops, especially among non-smokers. Researchers at the Francis Crick Institute in London say their findings could lead to more targeted drugs to treat and even prevent illness. With climate change expected to cause more air pollution, the discovery may have come at a critical time. A group of middle school boys in Rhode Island thought their teacher was a creep, so they took matters into their own hands. According to the Boston Globe, the boys reported their teacher for being inappropriate with female students. But the adults didn't take their complaints seriously. So the boys started a database that tracked their teacher's actions, like ogling girls at class or giving them pet names, repeatedly asking them to dance for him. Now the boys' database is being used in an investigation against the teacher for allegedly stalking a middle school girl. We all remember Aretha Franklin as the Queen of Soul, but recently released documents show the FBI was more interested in her connections to communist and black liberation groups. After a journalist submitted a Freedom of Information request in 2018, her 270-page file has been unsealed. It shows the FBI was keeping tabs on Franklin's civil rights activism and her friendship with Martin Luther King Jr. and Angela Davis. Ultimately, the Bureau decided there was no cause for alarm, Hardly a sign of R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Cards Against Humanity. It's known for its not-safe-for-work card game. And I know all too well. One time I got stuck playing with my in-laws, and I do not recommend. Anyway, now, if you buy a box in a state with an abortion ban in place, it'll donate the proceeds to abortion funds. When shoppers place an order, they'll get a pop-up telling them about the donation, with an option to chip in an additional $5. There's also a button for pro-life shoppers. If they click it, another $5 donation will automatically be added to their cart. A spokesman says the promotion will remain until Cards Against Humanity runs out of money or Clarence Thomas dies. Theatergoers hoping to see Leah Michelle and Funny Girl on Broadway will have to sit and putter a little while longer. The Glee actress just started her eagerly awaited run as Fanny Bryce last week, but tested positive for COVID-19 over the weekend. She's not expected back until September 20th. Mask mandates at Broadway shows are over. They went away back in July. Only one production, The Kite Runner, is still asking audiences to mask up. Monkeypox has mostly disappeared from the headlines in recent weeks, cases are trending down, and it might be easy to think it's all over. But for people who have had it, they won't necessarily forget the impact anytime soon. Joel Marino is Insider's Director of Editorial Training, and he's written openly about his experience stuck in isolation with monkeypox. So in your piece, you talked about this knowledge gap, right? Like we had two years to prepare for covid You had COVID, but then monkeypox just kind of came in out of nowhere. What did that uncertainty feel like? So I had COVID first in June and right after monkeypox in July. So that back-to-back experience let me see the difference between these two illnesses. During COVID, I felt all the symptoms, but we've been going through this for two years. So I was fairly confident that I was going to get through it okay. When I got monkeypox right after COVID, it was a completely different experience. I couldn't find information on testing, vaccines, symptoms, how long it lasted. That confusion and shock led to panic. And that ended up being one of the worst things about contracting the illness. Places where I did get information wasn't the media, wasn't government, it was Uh, social media, TikTokers, 
people on Facebook posting about their stories. So I found accounts by gay and bisexual men who had just gotten the illness and they were talking about their symptoms, what they were experiencing. That gave a human face to what I was going through and I followed those stories more closely than I did any media story about statistics, features, data, etc., etc. You mentioned your sexual orientation. I was struck by your piece, what you called the internalized homophobia that sort of emerged during your illness. Can you describe what you were feeling and how you pushed through? So I was dealing with uh, night sweats, fevers, uh, swollen lymph nodes. My throat got so swollen I could barely swallow, talk. And then on top of that, staring out at my hands, my arms, my face, clusters of sores and blisters all over my body. It gave me this apocalyptic feeling. And I come from a religious background, so I remember growing up learning about biblical plagues and growing up in the 90s, AIDS and HIV being a punishment from God for the gay community. And I internalized all of that. So as soon as I saw physical manifestations of the illness, all of those thoughts came rushing back. Again, everyone was focusing on this is how you know if you have monkeypox. These are the physical symptoms. Nobody was talking about the psychological toll of an illness that you can see on your body. And so how did you get through that? Uh, Humor and um, gay media. I didn't talk to many friends through this, mostly because I couldn't talk. Literally, my throat was very swollen. I felt I couldn't really talk with my parents or family about this, just because they are very religious, and talking about gayness, homosexuality, is still something we don't openly chat about. So I watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, I named some of my blisters just to keep myself entertained. Uh, There was one I called Postule Malone. (laughs) Uh, Another one I called Blister Mistopheles for any Cats fans out there. (laughs) I wanted to make sure I was avoiding cabin fever on top of my actual fever. Monkeypox might be out of the news, but it doesn't seem to be completely going away. Do you have any advice for anyone who gets sick going forward? Don't do what I did, which is just close up and just think I could get through quarantine by myself. If you have a support system, reach out to your friends. Don't be embarrassed by it. Let them know I'm going through this. It's very tough. So take care of yourself. Get vaccinated. Talk to people. It's important that people know that this is something that's affecting their loved ones, their coworkers. Don't hide it. The more that people know this is out there the more information we'll have and the more support the community will have. Joel, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for sharing this story with your listeners. Joel Marino is Insider's Director of Editorial Training. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Rob Gunther. Talk to you soon.